you found a message that was delivered at Living Streams Community Church in McCordsville, Indiana. We are praying the time you invest hearing God's Word encourages you in your walk with Jesus and inspires you to share Him with others. If you want to learn more about us or send us a prayer request, visit our website, livingstreamscc.org. Thank you for listening. Right now. It's good to see everybody. I thank, thank, thank you everybody that's, that's come, that's known me um, through the years, that has dealt with me uh, through the years, um, and loved on me, despite of me, right? I appreciate that. And all those who have experienced what God's done in my life, and uh, it's nothing short of a miracle, that's for sure. Um, but I want to start this off with a little, my guys that work with me will appreciate this. We sing this song every now and then, it's by Casting Crowns, but it goes, I'm just a nobody. Trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. And ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. And that's the truth. Um, Apart from Christ, I am nobody. Apart from Christ, I can do nothing, right? And I've proven that throughout my life. But with Christ, man, I can do all things, right? And what we're going to talk about, if you have your Bibles, you can go to Colossians 3. But what I want to talk about is just that. And I got a little object. Got this at Harbor Freight the other day. A little object lesson for you to get a little visual of this this morning. Is we're talking about making the switch in Colossians 3 here. Making the switch from the old life to the new life, right? Making the switch from darkness to light, amen? And from death to life, right? And only this can be done um, through the lordship of, uh, of allowing the Lord to be not only your Savior, right? But to be the Lord of your life, you know? He wants to take total control and consume your heart in your mind in here today. I'll tell you that. Um, he's trying to grab your attention um, in here today. And I want to talk about that in um, John 15. It says this, I am the true vine, and, the fa- and the, my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, praise the Lord. Um, while every branch that does bear fruit, He prunes, so that it will be more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me. As I also remain in you, no bear, no branch, excuse me, can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine, Jesus. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, Jesus says, and you are the branch. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, like I said, I can do nothing. Apart from Christ, I cannot do what we will talk about in Colossians 3, 1 through 17. Apart from Christ, I will live in darkness. That is my natural response, right? To fix my eyes on just the temporal and not the eternal. It is my natural response, right? Besides the Spirit of God living in me, to fix my heart and mind on the fleshly and not the spiritual, right? That's the natural state of this human condition that we have apart from Christ and Him doing this miraculous work in us. Right? For we are God's workmanship. We are created in Christ Jesus to do good works, right? That we may walk in them. 
that we may actually do them, that we may actually be doers of the Word and not just mere listeners only, right? And we may actually do what Colossians 3 talks about. Without the Holy Spirit, not possible. Without Jesus' shed blood on Calvary, not possible, right? I only stand here today because of Him. Point blank, man. Right? I would still be in my mess. I would still be in my darkness if it wasn't for the Lord. I want to talk about a convicting um, story that this lady got on the, the radio the other day on um, Caleb. I was at work frustrated as usual in my flesh. I get like that at work a lot of times. I'm an electrician. Just in case you guys don't know, it's how I got the whole um, idea of this thing, right? And can I tell you, just like we said in John 15, without this having power, without this having battery, you'll never see the light, right? Same goes true, true for the Lord. Without the Holy Spirit and His power, we shall never see the light of the world come to play in our lives. Right? There will always be darkness. That's the problem with our world today, right? We live in darkness. This world is lost. It has not been given sight. The God of this age is blinded the mind of unbelievers so that they may not see this light, right? And that's the unfortunate thing. Our minds are far too often set on the temporal. Our minds are far too often set on the fleshly. And herein lies the problem with the world, period. With me, period. Right? I need to get my heart and my mind set on the things of God, the heavenly things where Christ is seated on heaven. Well, I want to tell you about this. I got off track here. I want to tell you about this woman on the radio who really convicted me the other day was I sat there frustrated, right, in my flesh, working, things not going as I wanted them to go, of course, as it is at work most days. Um, but this lady comes on the radio and she said that she had just lost her husband. She had just lost her husband because of COVID. And not knowing what I was going to hear from her next, she says, in that moment, even in this terrible loss, I had realized something. I realized that I was blessed and that I was going to spend my life being a blessing to others, even in this terrible loss, right? That I was going to use this, this trial, this struggle, this terrible loss of my husband, right? I was going to lose it, use it to give glory and honor to God, right? There's two kind of things you can do with suffering or uh, loss in this world. You can either honor God and glorify Him in it, or you can turn your back on God and shake your fist at Him and say, Why, Lord, me? Why? I don't understand, right? Or you can glorify Him in it, right? Um, that's your two choices. Um, but that's true with us, right? This lady had made the switch. This was a supernatural thing that had taken place. This is not a normal thing for someone to do after losing their husband to just say, you know what, I want my heart and my mind and my life to be consumed with the things of God, the eternal things of God, because my hope is in heaven where I will see my husband again one day. I believe in a life after this. Amen. This is not just it. What we see, touch, and feel and experience here on this earth, there's something far better awaiting us. A kingdom not yet seen. Amen? And if we would allow our hearts and our minds to be saturated on them things, instead of just what's right here in front of us and all what we, you know, um, all what we, uh, what I say, uh, um, kind of just bang our heads up against the wall every day with things that are going on in this world and... Um, I don't know. You know, the only way to get through this life, which I've experienced, is truly to set my heart and my minds on the things above, okay? And we need to make that switch. 
we need to give it over to the Lord and, and have our focus in that way. Or we will live, live a life that's defeated, right? We will live a life that's full, full with depression, anxiety, fear, right? All the things that the enemy would love for us to, to live, right? Um, but this takes effort. Just like in Second Peter 1, 5 through 8. This takes effort, man, to set your mind and your heart on things above. And Second Peter, it's one of our last memory verses at this ministry I stayed at for a while, says, make every effort then, right? Make every effort then um, to add to your faith. To add to your faith goodness and the goodness knowledge and the knowledge self-control. What we're going to talk about here in verse 5, the knowledge self-control and the self-control perseverance. We all need perseverance, right? And the perseverance godliness and the godliness brotherly kindness. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in the knowledge of your Savior Jesus Christ. They will keep you from being complacent and apathetic in your walk with your Lord Jesus Christ. Um, this was taken from the today in the Word. Me and my wife was reading this the other day, Moody Bible Institute puts out. It says, This past year has stretched us and challenged us. No doubt. It has taught us a lot about ourselves, one another, and God. It has also displayed perhaps more clearly than ever the depravity of our world, for sure, and the utter need of the ultimate healer, and the rescuer and the peacemaker, our Lord Jesus Christ. How more than ever we need Him. How more than ever. And praise be to God if we indeed are in Christ and we have been raised with Christ, we have been given the help of the, the greatest comfort of all, right? The greatest comfort of all, the Holy Spirit, to help us through this life. I need help. And I need to know where my help comes from. Amen? My help comes from the Lord. Not anything that this world has to offer. My help comes from the Lord, the Maker of the heavens and earth. And He doesn't just leave us to ourselves. Amen? He doesn't. He says, I've given you my Bible, these basic instructions before you leave this earth. I've given you it, and I've given you my Holy Spirit, the greatest comforter, the greatest teacher I could ever give you. When Christ left and went to heaven, He said, I didn't just leave you alone. I'm going to give you your Holy Spirit. And by God's Holy Spirit, is the only way I can talk up here today. Amen. Let's read Colossians 3, uh, 1 through 17 and get through this. And I'm going to pray real quick. But, uh, excuse me. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with Him in glory. Put to death, therefore... Whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways, praise God, in the life you once lived. But now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other. Since you have here, you've made this switch, right? You've taken off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge of the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves rather, make this switch rather, clothing yourselves with Christ 
Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members as one body you were called to peace, and be be thankful. It go a long way. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to Him, to God the Father through Him. So, Colossians 1, here we go. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I pray you'd convict hearts in here today. Convict my heart more than anything, Lord. I pray you would change my heart. I pray you would change hearts in here, Lord, to see, Lord, that we need to live eternally focused, Lord. We need to set our hearts and minds on the things above, not just the little bitty things of this world. Lord, we need it to be solely um, saturated in your word every day and in prayer to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Lord, we cannot do this alone, Lord. We need you to do this work in us. And I trust that you will in here this morning. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Colossians 1, here we go. Okay? Finally got through that introduction. My goodness. Uh, uh, Anyway, since then, you have been raised with Christ, right? Very first verse in Colossians 1. Since then, since this has happened to you, right? And you've made this switch and the light of the Lord has come and consumed your heart and mind. And now Jesus' life is living through you, right? Since you've been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above. Galatians 2.20, right? For I have been crucified with Christ and it is no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And I live by faith in the Son of God who loved and gave Himself for me. Romans 6 says it like this, Romans 6.14. Love Romans 6. I love that I am no longer a slave to sin. is no longer my master. I love that I have died to it. I'm, I love that I have been a made, made alive in Christ. I thank God every day for it. Romans 6, um, starting in 4, says, We were therefore buried with Him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, guess what? We get to have a new life now. We can be a new creation, right? We can put to death the misdeeds of the body in that old nature. I have the power now because of the Holy Spirit to live this newness of life. Praise the Lord for if we have been united with Him in a death like this, we will certainly also be united in a resurrection like this. One day, do you ever think about this on any given day that you get to go to heaven if you believe in the bloodshed on on Calvary, right? You get to go to heaven. Your biggest problem is over, right? If He's taking care of that, He will take care of all the other problems that you will face on this earth. I promise you. we just got to believe. we got to set our mind and hearts on that and the promises of God. Just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, I may too live a new life. For if we have been united with Him in a death like this, we will certainly also be, certainly also be united, it says, with Him in a resurrection like this. For we know... This is the whole point I'm trying to make, this switch right here, right? We know that our old self was crucified with Him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with. That we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. I've been set free from sin. I have a new master. 
I'm a new creation, right? God has given you, if you believe in the Lord and His work, He's given me everything I need for life and godliness. There's no excuse. None. No excuse. It's just where my affection is, right? Where is this tender attachment? Is your tender attachment, your heart and your mind on the things of this world, right? Or is your tender attachment and your heart and your mind on the things of God and what He's done for you? And it's easy to cling to the things of this world, right? It is. It's easy to pursue our whole life, right, on the American dream, right, and living for self. But I'll tell you right now, it's it's a blessing to be able to see someone's life be truly broken and poured out for the things of God. It's amazing. It's amazing. Where is your treasure is the question. Because the Bible says where your treasure is, there your heart will follow. And that's what we're talking about. Setting your heart on the things above. Verse 2, set your mind then. Mind's on things above, not on earthly things, right? It's a, it's a two-part thing here, right? And I think the battle lies in the Christian life in these two parts. is in the heart. And in the mind, and what them things are set upon, right? Um, Philippians 4, 8-9 through 9 says this, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think, mind, think about such things. This is Jesus. Whatever is admirable, whatever is excellent and praiseworthy, Jesus. Think about Jesus. Okay, whatever you have learned or received or heard of me or seen in me, imagine this. Put it into practice, right? Don't just claim to know God, but by your actions deny Him. Don't just say, Lord, Lord, but let your heart and your mind be far from Him. Recognize that in your life and repent and say, Lord, my mind is far too focused on this world. My my heart and mind is far too focused on my fleshly desires. And I'm guilty on any given day at work, to be so easily frustrated and allowed his flesh to rear up. And I say, no, Lord, you died for me that I might live for you. The least I could do because of your death is to live for you. Romans 8, 5 through 8 talks about the mind. says those who live, live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires, right? But, praise God, Hopefully for all of us, those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind, this is the promise, this will never change, this story will never change. The mind governed by the flesh is death, right? This is true. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Praise be to Jesus. The mind governed by the flesh is death. The mind governed by the spirit. On the other t- side of the coin there, there's two sides of the coin. The mind governed by the flesh is death. The mind governed by the spirit. This is what I want. This is what I want you to have. It's life and peace. It's life and peace. That you can have life and peace even through the most horrible circumstances. And losing your husband. You can say, oh no Lord, I am blessed. And I have a home in heaven. And this world is not my home. I am just a passing through. My world is, my home is somewhere laid up beyond the blue. Amen? The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It is, it does not submit. That's really where it all lies. What you're submitted to, what you're yielded to. 
What is your mind and your heart submitted and yielded to? Is it the things of the flesh? Is it the things of this world, the temporal things? Right? Or is it the things of God, the things that will last forever, the kingdom? Those who are in the realm of the flesh, let me tell you, you cannot please God. Verse, um, excuse me, verse 3 right here. It says, for you died, right? We talked about that in Galatians 2.20. For you've been crucified with Christ, no longer you who live. For you died. It's no longer you who live, right? And your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Romans 6, 6 said there, For we know that our old self was crucified with Him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Our life now is hidden with Christ in God. It's an identity thing, right? I'm no longer John Paul. I have the same name. I am John Paul Poole, but I am a new creation, right? I am not that old man. And anybody that used to know me or knew me, excuse me, could say something happened. Something's changed this man in his heart and his mind. This ain't just some something that we just pull our bootstraps up and say, I'm going to do what this word says. No, this is something spiritually has taken place. Right? In Ezekiel it says, He's ripped out the heart of stone and He's given it a heart of flesh and He's put a new spirit within me. And praise God He did. I'd still be out there lost. I'd still be out there lost. Um, verse 4 here says, I'm trying to look at my time. I need to quit doing that. When Christ who is your life appears, then you will also appear with Him in glory. There's what I'm talking about here this morning. Making your switch in your mind to heaven. Do you realize that what this says? When Christ appears and Christ is your life. Right? And His love is better than life. Amen. His love is better than life. And when Christ appears who is your life, you will also appear with Him in glory. You get that? How often yesterday did you think about going to heaven? Did you think about just all what's right here in front of you? Did you even set your mind that what God has done in us to give us eternal life and to have a home in heaven one day and to escape all this corruption and darkness? You get that? What a blessing it is to know. What a blessing it is to know that God has done this work for us. That we will no longer have to sit and live this life anymore in this world, but we will one day see eternal life. Verse 5. When this switch is made in verse 5, right? And you've made the switch in your mind and your heart, and you allow the Lordship of the Spirit of God to, to consume you, these things will come naturally in verse 5, right? I'm not saying they die. Listen, the flesh dies hard, right? It does. The flesh dies hard and it creeps its way back up into my life every single day. But I've learned one thing, that I better take my sin deadly serious. Right? For me, this is life and death. This is a war that's taking place in the hearts and minds right even here in this building today. To captivate and put your mind on something other than what we're talking about in here today. To put your mind on the things of this world and your flesh rather than the things that will be eternal and the Spirit. But when I see this switch, I will naturally, by the Spirit of God, put to death the misdeeds of the body. Galatians 6, or excuse me, Romans uh, 8 talks about. It says, therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation now. Since then you've been raised with Christ, you have an obligation. I have an obligation. Right? But it ain't to the flesh. Amen? It is to the Spirit. Right? 
And may I examine my heart every day and my mind and put it before God and say, Lord, search me and try me and see if there be any way, any wicked way in me and lead me to the way of everlasting life. Search me, Lord, because I'll deceive myself. I will. I'll get comfortable in my sin. I surely will. And it'll become, I'll have a heart, my heart will become hard and my conscience will become seared to this sin that I allow in my life. If I don't take it deadly serious and put it to death like it says here. For if you live according to the flesh here again, you will die. But if by the Spirit, you want to know how to put to death the misdeeds of the body and the flesh, the things we struggle with? By the Spirit. If you put, if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. You will live, man. This verse here says, therefore, right, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, that old man, that old self, sexual morality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed, right? If you only knew what went on through uh, my brain on most days and it was uh, displayed up here publicly, I, I say we could all say that. If people only knew half of the things that were going on in my heart and my mind and you could actually see it up here, right? Praise God for His mercy and grace. Praise God that He doesn't hold our sins against us. Right? He cast them as far as the east is to the west. And He says, I know who you are. And I still love you. I know that you were dead in your transgressions and sins, but I still loved you. Anyway, verse... um, Let me get through this. Evil desires and greed, which is idolatry. Greed is idolatry. Because of these, listen, because of all these practices... Because of this sinful nature that we're born into, the wrath of God is coming. There will be a real heaven and a real hell, right, for those who either believe in Christ or for those who either reject Christ. That's, that's the facts, folks. One day, this is what's going to happen. We will stand before an almighty, holy God and give an account for our lives, either in Christ or not in Christ. And Christ will even then say, what have you done with me? What have you done with this talent I have given you? What have you done with this spirit that I have given you? Right? That's a real conversation, folks, that we're going to have one day with our Lord Jesus. And I hope it shakes us and moves us to actually live for eternity. Right? To live for eternity, man. There are people out here dying every day. Dying every day. And spend an attorney in hell because they don't know of this word right here. Anyway, verse 7. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off. You've made the switch. You've taken off the old self with its practices, right? And you've put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge of the image of its creator. Um. Ephesians 5, 8 says it like this, verse 7, For you were once darkness, right? Praise God. But now you are light in the Lord. Live like it. That's what it says. Live as children as light then. If you say you were once darkness and now you are light in the Lord, live as children as light of light then. Excuse me. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. This is great. You want to know how to set your mind and heart on things above? Find out what pleases the Lord. Just do that. Just live that out, right? Find out what pleases the Lord. Don't find out what pleases your flesh. Don't find out what pleases the temporal things of this life. 
Find out what pleases Him. And live your life in accordance, in accordance to that. Colossians 1.21 says this, Once you were alienated from God and were enemies where? In your minds. Because of your evil behavior. Once I was at enmity with God. That's the truth. Because of my evil behavior, I was alienated from God. Praise God that Jesus came to be the justifier. That his justified had never sinned because he stands there and God looks at me now as he looks at Christ and say, I know what John Paul did, but I see Jesus now. Praise the Lord. Here, the, um, excuse me, life before the spirit, right? This is what we're talking about. For I was once darkness, I was once alienated, but no more. Now I have the power of the Holy Spirit to put to death the misdeeds of the flesh. Let's go on in verse 12. I'm running out of time here. Therefore is God's chosen people then, right? This is what the switch looks like. And you can even say the same for verses 5 um, through 11. This is what the switch doesn't look like. This is what a life looks like when the heart and mind ain't on the things of God. You have all these fleshly deeds, right? But this right here in verse 12 is what the light, when it's on and it's actually given light, it's actually doing what it was created to do which is have the light of the world live through you, that people might see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. This is what it looks like. You actually can see Jesus in someone's life and it being lived out right before your eyes. The living sacrifice, a great picture. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of what? In view of His mercy. In view of God's mercy. To offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. What are we talking about? Find out what pleases the Lord. Be this living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. To no longer conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed right here by the renewing of your minds. Is what we're doing in here this morning. Um, Ephesians, excuse me, I'll read that later. Therefore, as God's chosen people, this is what the living sacrifice looks like, right? We're holy and dearly loved by God, praise the Lord. This was Jesus, okay? And Jesus does call you to this, right? Jesus said, be holy as I am holy. You realize that? He doesn't say be fleshly, right? He doesn't say live for the temporal. He says live for eternity like men's and women's souls are at stake. Therefore, as God's chosen people, be like Jesus. He was clothed with humility. He was clothed with gentleness and patience. He bared with us and He forgave us. He said on the cross, as we, as our sins held Him there, right? It was our sins that put Him there. We would have been the ones saying, crucify Him, crucify Him. He sat there and He said, forgive them, Lord, for they know not what they do. He says for us to be the same way as God's chosen people, right? To be clothed, rather instead to be clothed with all the unfruitful deeds of the darkness, rather be clothed, make this switch this year, to clothe yourselves more, right, with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And bear with one another, brothers and sisters, and be quick to forgive. Do not allow the devil to get a foothold in your life over some unforgiveness. That's a horrible thing. And listen, over all these things, this was what the Lord Jesus was more than anything, is He was love. God is love, right? And that He sent His Son 
John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He sent His only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe in Him would have eternal life. That's the promise, man. That's the good news, right? That's the good news I'm trying to get people's hearts and minds to switch to. Whether you're a believer or unbeliever, right? Something's wanting to rule and reign in your hearts. And I pray it's the Lord Jesus Christ. I really do. Because this is the result of it right here. When that happens and you make that switch in your heart and mind to the things above and to Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith, the peace of Christ will rule in your hearts. In verse 15. Everybody wants joy. Everybody wants peace. Everybody wants love. Everybody wants to be kind. You know, sow kindness. Listen, there's only one way that that happens. And it's for you to be yielded to the Spirit of God and for you to no longer be yielded to your flesh. And then the peace of Christ will rule in your heart. Since as us, as members of one body in Christ, we are one in Christ, right? We were called to this peace. We weren't called to chaos. We weren't called to anger, right? We weren't called to sexual morality. We weren't called to evil desires anymore or lust. We weren't called to malice or slander or filthy language from our lips. We weren't called to lie to each other. We were called to be clothed in love and compassion and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience. That's the fruit of the Spirit, right? All them other things are the fruit of the flesh, are the unfruitful Deeds of the flesh. Anyway, what are you governed by? That's a real question. Ruled is another word. Is the Prince of Peace ruling and reigning in your hearts? Are you are you at war and have so much fear and anxiety and doubt? Right. If you are, give it to the Lord. He says, "Don't carry these burdens no more." I had come that I would carry them for you. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart since as members of one body you are called to peace. And right here, this next word, this will go a long way in your life. And be thankful. Amen. Be thankful that you still have life. Amen. That lady's husband died. Be thankful that you still have life to live for the Lord. And that you actually can make the switch to set your heart and mind on things above. And that you actually can not be darkness anymore. And that you actually can be the light of the world living through you, right? And I actually can have the power to put to death the misdeeds of the body. And I actually can have the power to actually be clothed rather with Jesus. Let this message of Christ dwell with you richly this year. All throughout this year. You're going to have a hundred opportunities on any given day of the week to set your mind and heart on the temporal things of this world and your flesh. Or you're going to have a hundred opportunities to set your mind and heart on the things above, the eternal things where Jesus has said it, or the Spirit. And that's my challenge to you this year. Is even more what you did last year to make every effort, right, to add to your faith all these things. Make every effort to set your heart and your mind on Jesus and what He's done for you. And it'll go a long way and be thankful. Be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly and teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And that's what we're about to do 
this is what this is what's cool about this message, and it's what's cool about actually being living in the spirit. So I say, live in the spirit, you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. We come in here in a church service on any given Sunday. I do at least. I love to come to church to set my heart and my mind on things above, man. I love to come in here on any given Sunday. We do a little th- things a little different here. Um, now we sing at the end, so all our air's not floating through the the air anyway it doesn't matter we're still praising god for what he's done for us right and that's what's cool about the end of this and we're going to roll right in to the worship part of this right we're going to set our heart and minds on singing to god in gratitude in my hearts and we're also in the end going to set our heart and minds on the lord's supper right of the breaking of the body of jesus that was broken for us and the blood that was shed for us Right here it says, in whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. And we're about to get to do that right now. We're going to get to set our mind and our heart on the things above and praise God for what He's done in our lives and realize without Him, apart from Christ, we would have nothing. We really wouldn't. I would still be lost and confused and a lover of darkness. But the light of the world has come to open my eyes to something way better. He said, listen, make the switch, right? Get off of the temporal and the fleshly and think about eternity and the Spirit of God that He says He will give to one if you'll bow your knee to His Lordship. So as we, I think I did pretty good. 36 minutes. So as we go into this worship service, seriously, examine your heart. And that's sometimes a hard thing to do, right? Sometimes it's a hard thing to do to look in oneself and say, Lord, am I really clothed with compassion and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience? A lot of times I'm so easily irritated at my wife or, right, I... I get to reading a sermon like this or studying for a sermon like this and the Lord really starts breaking me down. He's like, John Paul, you need to throw off the weight and the sin that so easily ensnares you and run your way race with endurance. Right? I've given you everything you need for life and godliness. There's no excuse for you. Right? The same Spirit that dwelt in Jesus, that raised Jesus from the dead, lives in you. He who is in me is greater than he who is in the world. Amen? I just got to believe it. I got to walk in that, what John 15 talks about. I need to abide in that, right? My identity is no longer in the things of this world and in this fleshly things. My identity is in Christ and Christ alone. So as we take part in the worship, examine your heart. Do some searching, right? Ask God to search you and try you and to see if there be any wicked way in you and to lead you into the way of everlasting. It's way better, right? It's way better living for the Lord than it is for your flesh. I know from experience, man, right? I've lived my whole life, my whole adult life, besides the last eight or nine years living for self and living for flesh. And it was horrible, man. It was not only horrible for me, it was horrible for my whole family, right? And I wouldn't trade a day Right? Of living for the Lord. Then to go back to that junk, I wouldn't trade it at all. 
I realize today the life that I can have because of Jesus. Right? And I will bow my knee to him every day in dependence. And say, Lord, I need you. I need your help tremendously today. To do what I would normally not do in and of my own self. This is Christ doing this work in me. Anyway, let me get off of it and, and allow Pastor to come up and lead us um, in this way into the Lord's Supper. Thank you very much for listening to me.